This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Ingersoll Tillage, specializing in seedbed solutions. Whatever seedbed challenges you have, Ingersoll can give you the right tools to get the job done. For more information, visit IngersollTillage.com. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt. We're at the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome to On the Record. Here's a look at what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Last time I reported that Titan Machinery announced it would be closing 14 of its ag stores during the first six months of 2017. The stores affected by the most recent announcement are some of the company's smaller locations. They include Anthon and Cherokee in Iowa, Redwood Falls and Thief River Falls in Minnesota, Broken Bow and Wahoo in Nebraska, Arthur, Kintyre, Calm, and Mayville in North Dakota, and Millbank and Redfield in South Dakota. Many of these locations were within 20 miles of another Titan store. What we didn't touch on in the initial report was the Case IH and New Holland dealership is also completely restructuring operations at the remaining locations. Titan's restructuring will move the organization away from its strong store manager structure, where one individual was responsible for all operations at a location, to the expert team model. Under this new structure, area managers for both sales and product support partner together to manage two to four store locations and pull upon the combined resources and expertise of the area to serve customers. There are 17 of these areas which are divided into four regions, Southwest, Southeast, Northwest, and Northeast. Local parts and service employees will report up through the area product support manager, and the equipment sales consultants will report up through the area sales manager. In an interview with Ag Equipment Intelligence, David Meyer, Titan's chairman and CEO said, what we need are experts at our stores to serve customers that are getting fewer and larger. To have these experts, we need scale in the dealerships. We need highly trained technicians as well as parts experts and a wide breadth of parts inventory. Our expert team model supports these efforts. Meyer adds, this is not a knee-jerk deal. This is something we've been thinking about for a long time, how to really optimize our footprint for the long-term success. On February 22nd, Titan announced a new partnership with Decisive Farming to deliver precision farming services to its ag customers. Jeff Bowman, Chief Marketing Officer for Titan, says this partnership represents the ongoing transition to the expert team model. He says we'll start to see Titan investing in more product support, precision ag, financial services, inventory optimization, and other capabilities to serve customers better with area and regional resources beyond what could have been achieved at independent stores. He adds that farmer productivity and profitability is Titan's primary focus and the dealership is making changes accordingly. This week's dealer on the move is Four Rivers Equipment. The John Deere dealer acquired Long's Peak Equipment in Longmont, Colorado. This brings Four Rivers' total locations to 15 throughout Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, and Wyoming. Now here's Jack Zemlikow with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. At last week's National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, I had the opportunity to talk with suppliers about how and why precision farming dealer networks are evolving in the industry. From the major equipment manufacturers to the ag technology specific companies, nearly every one acknowledged the ongoing transition in the roles and responsibilities of precision specialists as frontline faces for sales and service within a dealership. But one of the challenges this evolution is keeping some farm customers from falling too far behind the adoption curve. Greg Souter, founder of 360 Yield Center, 
noted a troubling trend he is seeing in the egg industry, with a growing divide between those farmers who have embraced egg technology from the start and those who have yet to integrate it into their operation. My concern is this. I'm seeing a separation. The really aggressive early adapters in technology, they're moving quite a ways ahead of, let's say, our average grower. And my quest and our challenge to my team has been, how do we make sure this deviation difference in profitability, we bring that average grower that's maybe not even looking for technology, how do we bring him up into that realm? We cannot let the separation get any wider. And so I see it, I struggle with it from that aspect. I want everybody to be profitable. I want every farm family to have a great year. And so that's the quest we're on. Souter added that proving return on investment with technology is at the core of closing the precision gap and creating a more competitive landscape for those farmers who today may be struggling with finding more profitable methods to increase productivity. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Jack. We're now about seven months into Kubota's acquisition of Great Plains. We had the chance to check in with top executives from both sides of the deal to see how it's going while we were at the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville earlier this month. Todd Stuckey, Kubota's Vice President of Marketing, Product Support and Strategic Benefits, says the acquisition helps widen their product offering. Currently, Kubota has 1,100 dealers in the U.S. He says the tractor manufacturer is focused on becoming an implement company and making sure all of its tractors have implements that fit with them. The acquisition of Great Plains and Land Pride has been critical to achieving that goal. I mean, when from Cabrillon to uh, Great Plains, when we acquire them, we want to do the same thing: is can we bring the the what Kubota does best? Kubota's uh, very good at uh, manufacturing, manufacturing quality, manufacturing processes. Kubota's very good at uh, engineering excellence. Um, how can we help? both of those companies produce the best products they can for our customers. That's what we want to bring to the Kubota side. And, you know, is there any opportunities on our dealer base? Um, you know, if there is, then, um, that helps us too. You know, if we look at matching some of the products to our tractors, uh, obviously I'm standing behind an M7 here, it's a larger tractor. Do we have implements that match with it? That's part of the, the uh, strategy too, is to make sure that all of our tractors have good implements that match with them. And, and that's kind of the focus as we move forward also. From Great Plains standpoint, the acquisition has gone about as smoothly as one can imagine. Linda Salem, president of Great Plains, and Mike Cleveland, vice president of sales, say it's business as usual in Salina, Kansas. Salem says one of the benefits of the acquisition has been implementing Kaizen improvements at the plants, something Kubota puts a lot of focus on, she says. This is helping Great Plains get more product to its customers faster. She adds, while being acquired by a large corporation like Kubota could create some tension, that hasn't been the case and every Great Plains employee still has a job. You know, it's um, anytime you're acquired by a pretty big company, it can be a pretty nerve-wracking experience. This has been a really good experience and just as promised by Kubota, every Great Plains employee still has a job, still essentially doing what they've been doing, and we're just working to together bring a better value to the customer. But it's been a, a very good experience, and I think the companies, both of us, will just continue to grow stronger and take better care of our customers. Cleveland says another benefit has come from the ability to collaborate with Cavernland on technology developments without duplicating efforts. Cavernland was acquired by Kubota in 2012. 
John Deere reported its first quarter earnings on February 17th. Here's Editorial Associate Diana Dombrowski with more details. John Deere recently announced its first quarter earnings of $194 million. Net sales worldwide for the first quarter rose 2% to $5.6 billion. Deere faced a 1% decline for the quarter in equipment net sales. For the fiscal year 2017, Deere expects a 4% increase in net sales and revenues of $1.5 billion. According to McDobray, a senior research analyst at Baird, Deere's combined early order program, which typically accounts for about 90% of sales, ended during the first quarter and increased single digits over last year. Samuel Allen, chairman and chief executive officer of Deere, says the company started off the year on a positive note in the face of soft market conditions, and even though earnings were lower than last year, all of its businesses were profitable. Allen also stressed Deere is seeing signs of key agricultural markets stabilizing after several years of steep declines. Deere projects equipment sales to increase 4% for the fiscal year 2017 and to be up about 1% in the second quarter compared to 2016. A 3% increase in agriculture and turf equipment for the fiscal year 2017 is also forecasted. However, Deere expects North American ag sales to be down 5-10% in line with previous forecasts. For January, Deere's retail sales of high-horsepower tractors were down more than the industry average, which was down 30%. The company's combined sales were in line with the industry, which was down 36%. And now, from the Implement and Tractor archives. While most people associate Maytag with washers and dryers, the company got its start as a farm implement and vehicle manufacturer. In 1893, Frederick Lewis Maytag and three partners started the Parsons Band Cutter and Self-Feeder Company. By 1902, they were the world's largest self-feeder manufacturer. They also made a short-lived tractor and a corn husker shredder. The much-proclaimed Maytag attitude about quality stems from the corn husker, ironically named Success. It was of such poor quality, it required Maytag to make numerous trips to farmers' fields for repairs. Due to this, he resolved that his future products would always be dependable. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.